Hello, my name is Daniel Kelly and this is May Contain, the podcast breaking the stigma of what it's really like living with a severe food allergy. I have lived with a peanut allergy since I was five, so I'll be talking about the different situations I've come across over the last 20 years living with food allergy, whether that's dating, going out with your friends, living abroad, hopefully give you guys like a really good insight into what it's like living with food allergy. So this week I'm joined by Natalie for the Italian Gourmand and she's got a young boy, Callum, who lives with 28 severe allergies. So it was really interesting to get Natalie on the podcast to kind of talk about Callum's journey, like growing up with these severe allergies. But more importantly, how she manages Callum's allergies. Obviously, him living with so many severe allergies, it was really interesting to get Natalie's insight and perspective from a mum's point of view as well, which is like really insightful. And I've known Natalie for quite a while now. We met at the Food Matters Live event and we've stayed in touch. So it's amazing to kind of sit down with her today, kind of talk about her journey. If you're new to Make and Save podcast, make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. If you do get a chance to write me a review on iTunes, I really appreciate it. Let's get to the podcast. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Make and Tame. So I'm joined by Natalie Newman, and a lot of you guys will know her from the Intolerant Gourmand, and she's a massive allergy advocate in the kind of community. She's a writer, speaker, and now a podcaster as well. So that's very exciting to us. Hi, Dan. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I know. We're, honestly, like, it's been, we obviously did, we met at the Food Matters Live event. So it's been amazing to finally kind of get around to doing this podcast and having you on. So yeah, if we talk a bit about how, how we met. So we first met at the Food Matters Live event back in, is it last? November, I think, wasn't November, it? November, no, yeah. And it was the first time meeting Callum. So Callum was with, he's got loads of allergies, hasn't he, you, you little boy? <laughs> he does. He's got 28 severe, eight of which are anaphylaxis inducing. Keeps us on our toes, but is absolutely amazing in how he deals with it on a day-to-day basis. He's like my superhero is the best way of describing it. And I think that's amazing as well. Obviously, I was speaking to you before and I thought that was his first kind of like allergy event because he was so confident speaking in front of all them people as well, which I thought was like amazing. Um, he's done quite, he's been, he's been in the news quite a lot then, obviously with having so many allergies. He has, yes. So when I first set up in Tournament Gourmand to kind of help me with my journey as a parent of dealing with what we were going through with Callum, it started off very small and kind of an outlet of me just explaining what we'd gone through, the tips and tricks that we picked up along the way, the recipes that I was starting to create to keep Callum safe. Then we came on to the situation where people were starting to get interested in his story because you often hear of one or two allergies. But when you start to get into the realms of 28 severe allergies and eight of them likely to take his life if he was to ingest them, it becomes a whole different kettle of fish. And he very quickly decided he wanted to work with mummy and come along and do stuff with me, which was utterly amazing. And I'll always say yes to him because it's good for his confidence. And we've gone from just having a blog to having a massive website to working with BBC Breakfast Live, working with Victoria Derbyshire, Sky News, doing things for Rip Off Britain. Callum's gone viral on the CBeebies website as well for something that he did with them. And then, as you say, meeting you at Food Matters in a live audience, which was amazing. And it's the first one that Callum's done as a live panel. But... He has actually joined me on quite a few things before. So when I first started in Tolerant Gourmand, it was a very simple blog. It wasn't really very big. I was there trying to make sense of what we'd gone through with Callum's journey. I was sharing tips and tricks and advice that we'd learned along the way. 
Also recipes, because recipes are really important in the free from arena, because it's really difficult to find the equivalent of muggle food, as I'm sure many will appreciate. But then it became more than that. And it became this big beast of a website that gets hundreds of thousands of hits on a yearly basis, well, millions of hits on, on a yearly basis. And then Callum decided he wanted to join in with what I was doing. And as it was gaining momentum, we were starting to be asked to be kind of experts in our field. So we've worked with the likes of the BBC, with BBC News, The Breakfast Live. We've done Victoria Derbyshire. We've done Sky News. We've done ITV. We've done Rip Off Britain. And Callum in his own right went viral on the CBeebies website last year when he did something with the lovely Ricky Belletto and the team. So it's something that he enjoys doing. And I think it's really good from a mental health perspective for him because it's kind of given him that confidence to say, yes, I do have allergies, but it's OK. It's given him that control back. And that's so important. I think it's so good as well that he's not like he's like allergy defining him. Obviously, I've, I've met him at the Food Matters live event and he lives with like 28 severe allergies. But you can say like by obviously speaking, he's very confident to kind of speak up about it and being such a young age. I thought that was incredible. Absolutely. And we have a quote that we live by that I'm known for saying all the time, which is allergies are life changing, but they shouldn't be life defining. And he absolutely lives by that on a daily basis. Yeah, no, that's absolutely incredible. So if we talk about kind of like Callum's like upbringing when he found out about severe allergies, what age was he when you, you kind of noticed that something wasn't quite right and he was having these allergic reactions quite commonly? So he was born absolutely fine. No issues at all, as far as we could tell. Fast forward just a few weeks and he was starting to get what he called baby eczema on his cheeks and it was weeping and pussy and not very pleasant for him. So we went to the GPs to see if we could get something to help and put just basic creams and very simple um, topical steroids. It wasn't doing anything. He got progressively worse. He was starting to get eczema over his whole body. And then at about Three or four weeks after that, his body started to have a major response to what was going on. So much so that I actually was breastfeeding him exclusively and I had to wrap him in a towel so that I could hold him because he was so covered in pus and blood. He was so slick. He was actually falling off my arm as I was feeding him. So I had to wrap him in a towel so that I didn't physically drop him while I was trying to feed him. On top of that, he was being so profusely sick after each feed. It was like a bucket was being upended each time which is not what should be happening. And we have an older daughter who thankfully never had any issues like this. So we knew that this wasn't normal and that we had to start fighting for him and figuring out what on earth was going on to make it better. He'd wake up six, seven, eight times in the night. We were getting two hours broken sleep a night and that went on for three years. So it was a very long time that we were having to deal with the initial processes. Tried backwards and forwards between the doctors finally starting to make progress and then we said no it's just eczema it's just colic it's just um baby stuff that happens your baby's just not happy which is not right it's yeah and you experience all these different kind of like symptoms and you're trying to find out what it is and they're just like kind of palm it off say oh yeah it'd be fine yeah exactly that and you have this quintessential picture from when you're really young that you have this beautiful little bundle that comes home with you you have all these lovely cuddles and they grow into this beautiful bouncy kid and everything's fine and rosy no reality was very different with Callum he ended up having multiple reactions as we were going through the weaning process we had one of those bibs that's like a scoop on the bottom and we'd give him two or three spoonfuls as we were trying to give him stuff and he would projectile the whole lot straight back up into the bib we'd tip it out and then we'd give him something that we know was safer now at the same time I was still exclusively breastfeeding him apart from the weaning side and I thought right well something else has got to be at play here 
could it be allergies? Yeah. Took dairy out of my diet, took um, eggs out of my diet, but I was using soya. Turns out that soya has a very similar protein to the milk protein that you would normally get, which is why he was still reacting. And in fact, with the multitude of allergies that he has, whatever I was going to do was not going to be enough to counteract this reaction he was having on an ongoing basis in his body. He had three very severe reactions that he almost didn't come back from. The last one, just after his first birthday, was so severe, he had a reaction that caused him to almost stop breathing completely, plus a staph infection on top, which was borderline sepsis. They thought it was meningitis to start off with. And in fact, there's a video of what I was talking about on our YouTube channel to give people an idea of quite how horrific it was. He was on 15-minute OBS. We were told he was not going to be coming back out of the hospital with us. And it was touch and go for 72 hours before he started to have this miraculous turn and started to get better. At that point, the consultant who was looking after him said, well, this is ridiculous. Clearly, there's allergies or something at play. We need to get to the bottom of this. I am now sanctioning him to go and have allergy testing done. Problem was that the waiting list, as many are probably experiencing now, is ridiculous. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. So we had to wait until he was 16 months old to be able to get the allergy diagnosis. Now, with Paul Callum, because he has eczema as well, it's not a simple case of what you'd normally have with the skin prick test or SPT on the arms, on the front of the arms. He was so covered in eczema still, they had to actually score his back. So I had to physically hold him tight to me while they were scoring his back to try and work out what was going on. That was one of the worst things I've ever been through. It was horrific, but it gave that us was, the answer. That must have been so scary as like an allergy mobile, an allergy parent, obviously having to wait that long, not knowing like when, when the next kind of allergic reaction was going to happen. So you're trying to filter out yourself, really, trying to filter out what that allergen could have been. But obviously with him having so many, it was a bit like kind of touch and go. And when I kind of watched that video on... YouTube, which is on the Algae UK channel, but it's also on the Intolerant Garment YouTube channel as well, where you kind of talk about the experiences you went through in Touch and Go, and it is so emotional, isn't it? Like, because like you said, you, you didn't know whether Calvin was going to survive this kind of severe allergic reaction. So I can't imagine going through them experiences and, and trying to find out what it was, what was causing all these reactions. It's frightening and it's like living with a ticking time bomb. And that's why I was so adamant that once we got to the diagnosis, I wasn't just going to make Callum better. I knew that if I was struggling and I'm a gobby person, I'm not quiet and shy and retiring. I'm, yeah. I'm quite happy to talk to people yeah. and kind of push what I need. If I was struggling, who else was struggling? So I decided that it wasn't going to just be Callum I was helping. I was going to help the masses. And that's exactly what we're now doing. I think that's amazing, obviously, if you've got like an experience where you can share that with other people online and be an advocate for it and help other people. I think that's absolutely incredible. So in regards to on your blog, you've also spoke about um, Callum's eczema and how that kind of affected him like going through a school. Is that something which is, is kind of calmed down now? Yes and no. So it depends on the year and the time of year. And it depends on kind of what he's going through from a stress perspective as well. So it's fairly well controlled now compared to what it was. And he does get eruptions that flare up here and there over his body. Primarily, it's his hands because they're the ones that are most exposed to the elements and being used to do so much. And in the current situation that we're all in with lockdown, with all the extra washing that you're having to do of hands, that's also causing issues yeah. at the same time and starting to make them crack and become quite painful. Yeah. 
pollen also plays a big role in whether it's going to be okay or not because it starts to ir irritate the skin. So it goes through and penetrates that barrier that most people have and starts to make it become more irritated. And then they, he starts to scratch and then it becomes this vicious cycle of trying to stop him scratching, which is not the done thing to say. So don't don't scratch is the worst thing you can say to anybody who has eczema. It's better yeah. to say to them, try pat it instead. Try and tap it yeah. so it makes it easier. Because if you try and tell someone not to itch, the overriding thing in your brain is yeah. I want to itch harder. I wonder, have, you, have, have you heard there's a company out there called Cozy Care? Have you heard of them? Yeah. I, I thought that was amazing where they're planting a design which cools down the skin so they stop the kids from it. Yeah. And there's yeah. another one as well that has silver thread woven through it to try and reduce the um, the potential for any infections as well. And then there's oh, another wow. one that also has, they have like mittens and arms that can't get out. So you almost, it's yeah. like the baby grows. We used to be able to pull the baby's hands into the baby grow and it's covered yeah. with a glove. They do that at adult size as well, all the way up to adult size. So it stops them oh, doing wow. that scratching. It's amazing. As well, is, is eczema and allergies linked in a way? Because I remember when I kind of spoke to my mum on a podcast about, this is going back to years now, and I was like, it's not linked at all. And she's like, it is linked. Like, I, I, it, so from your kind of experience with Callum, like... It's cause and effect. Cause yeah. and effect. So it's called, the eczema is caused as a result of what he's been eating. So it's ingested, and then the way that his body deals with it is it, apart from the allergic response that we get as well, it also causes the eczema to erupt because that's the best way it can expel what's not yeah. good for it to come out as much as possible. Yeah. That's quite interesting because I, I, I was always a bit unsure whether there was a link, so it's quite interesting to kind of like hear your experiences to see how that does kind of affect how might later on. Um, so you've kind of spoke about, obviously, all Callum's like different allergies. Is buying free from food a massive part of your life then in regards to making sure that it's safe to eat for him? Uh, yes, it is. To make life a little bit easier on the days that we can't always cook from scratch, definitely. So free from pasta, although again, difficult to get hold of at the moment. Free from flour, so you can make things from scratch. Um, free from breads as well is also helpful but I tend to do most of everything else from scratch so that I know it's safe for Callum because we're dealing with so many allergies it's not always easy yeah. to get what we need in a free from perspective but saying that the free from arena has become incredibly good compared to what it was when he was going through this in the very beginning in the eight years that we've been involved in the allergy community it has grown so so much and the ability yeah. to offer so many different ranges is phenomenal now i'm fortunate enough to be a free from food judge and each year we get blown away by how many different products are coming to market so we would have had maybe 200 in total six years ago you're now yeah. talking upwards of six seven hundred products on a yearly basis that are being given into these awards to see if they're any good and it's amazing would you say it's getting bigger year on year now? More brands are kind of doing more free from products and definitely it's a multi-billion pound industry that's only going to get bigger and stronger because people with allergies and autoimmune issues are not going to go away. It's not going to change. It's not a lifestyle choice. Yeah. They are stuck with it, whether they like it or not, because it's 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 a medical situation that's going on. So to be yeah. able to provide for them is the way forward, really. And I think it's amazing. I've been kind of experimenting more with more kind of like free from products. So when you actually look like these, like so many, I don't think you realize it sometimes. Um, obviously in the supermarket, you might walk past it and not even like clock on. But when you kind of go out your way and you Google it, like there is so many to like choose from. So it's amazing 
there's these products out there now for young kids are it makes them feel normal they become they become part of of what everybody else has and that's so important to be inclusive yeah so i think like the biggest challenge now obviously we've kind of spoke about this in the past is um obviously callum is obviously living with so many allergies and the biggest challenge is obviously growing up into his teenage with an allergy how are you finding that obviously you're gonna you stay on top of his food i imagine and make sure that everything is kind of free from all these different allergies absolutely so we were told in the early stages of all of this that it would be a challenge to get Callum to the age of four because of what we were dealing with. He's classified as having a multi-allergic system disorder, which makes it a little bit more tricky than if it was just one or two allergies, which are difficult in their own right. Um, we got him to four. We've managed to get him to eight. Touch wood. We will keep going. But we are under no illusion that trying to get him to the age of 18 is going to be difficult. And his consultant has said the same to us. And I think that's primarily, and I'm sure you'll probably um, tell me where I'm going wrong on this one because you've gone through it yourself, Dan. But from a teenager perspective, that's where things start to change. You can control to an extent what a young child is doing and what they're like and how they're behaving and how to keep them safe and be watching out for them. But then you have to allow that element of control to kind of stop and allow them to make their own choices in life. Obviously, teaching them what's going to keep them safe in the way. And then the processes of keeping them safe and what to watch out for and everything else. But as a teenager, we all know we've all been there. We push the boundaries. It's how far those boundaries get pushed. And hopefully we'll have taught them enough to say, look, it's not safe to do certain things. Just make sure you're constantly on guard. You're constantly alert, always reading labels, no matter how much you think it's safe, because it could change at any time. And hopefully we'll get in there. I think it's so important. Like you said, it is like, kind of an education and obviously you can give them all the resources and educate them about how serious the allergy is and what to eat and what not to eat kind of thing and then obviously you're going to kind of college or university then you kind of start taking on them responsibilities but it's quite scary as well like obviously but um hopefully like obviously with everything you've you've given him and the knowledge then you, you know obviously like the kind of right from wrong and like between what not to eat and what to eat kind of thing right. He's pretty hot on it. So when we go out, he will actually ask the questions and we're there ready to kind of, are you sure you're happy? But he's so confident in the, is this safe for me? What have you got in it? What isn't it? And there was, in fact, last summer, he came with me to the allergy show because he cooked for the first time with me doing a live demonstration. He was the first youngest child to ever do something like that. That's amazing. And he came with me to the bloggers meetup. I was talking to a couple of clients and I said, oh, you're welcome to go and have a look around, Callum. I trust you, but don't do anything that you think is going to get you in danger. Don't do anything that's going to potentially cause an issue. Just be really, really careful. So he was going around on his own. He was meeting all the different people that were there as part of the bloggers meetup. So all the different brands that had brought things for people to try specific to bloggers because they know that they're going to be talking about their product and it helps them get it out there and it's good PR for them and bloggers are then able to see if they can collaborate with them and so on which is a fantastic way of doing it and Callum in his own right was going up to them saying what's in your product I need to check it's safe for me because I want to see if it's okay because if it's okay for me it's okay for lots of people and I had people coming up to me and tapping me on my shoulder and saying seen your little dude and I turned around and he's there holding two lots of bags in each arm like he was fully laden mummy I found so much stuff that's safe for me this is amazing 
That's so good. It's like, it's so good that he's so confident as well. And I think that's absolutely incredible, like being such a young boy with, like you said, with all these allergies, but he's not let it define him. And he's not like let allergies like take over his life. And he's, he's, he's really like, yeah, just not defined by his allergies. So it's amazing to see his confidence. And obviously when I met him, it was like, such a chirpy young boy and like no it's it's amazing to see it and very cheeky as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i think that's the great thing about the like the, the kind of free from allergy shows that it's an opportunity to kind of find all these kind of free from products and as well like meet other allergy advocates as well so when i i think when i went to the one in the london the first ever one i met people obviously i think allergy girl eats who lives in berlin and then all these other amazing like algae advocates so it's amazing to kind of like meet everyone because it is a big community as well like. and you feel you almost feel better because you feel as if you're not on your own and that's such a big thing in the start of the journey of allergies you feel so alone and so unsure in this big black void of unknown so to suddenly see that actually there's a whole community that's there that gets it that understands that won't ask questions but will just be there by your side going i've got you it makes yeah. so much difference it is because I think like you could feel like quite isolated um, with having an allergy and you feel like no one kind of quite understands you. So it's amazing like people like yourself and other allergy advocates kind of speak out about it online, whether that be a blog post, a video, podcast. There's so many different ways to kind of like share your experiences now. And it's amazing that more people are doing that and less people now with allergies are feeling alone. Absolutely agree. And I think the more people that are considering doing it but aren't sure... I really want to say to anyone listening, please do it, do it, because not only does it help you and the way that you're dealing with everything, it's quite cathartic, but actually your experience, someone else might not have had it and you never know, you could be helping somebody who at the moment is thinking, how on earth do I get out of this? I always think that with the with the podcast as well, like it's such an amazing kind of way to kind of share other people's experiences, which you've not gone through. And then by kind of like gaining their experiences, you kind of take that on board, so... For example, if I have a kid, and well, not not anytime soon, hopefully, but like hopefully in the in the future, then obviously you can take other people's experience on. Because I never, I might have a kid who's got an allergy. You never really know, really. So, um, now I think it's amazing that people are coming at it from different angles. And I, I was saying the other day, it's amazing that more kind of young people now are kind of like setting up these allergy blogs. So. I think Calm will set one up soon. Like. <laughs> He's desperate for his own YouTube channel. Absolutely desperate. But I've got so much I'm trying to keep juggling at the moment. I can't yeah. give him that time. But I will do. I'll teach him how to do yeah. it. Because if that's what he wants to do, then, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. And the more people that have the voice, the louder the allergy community is, the better understood we all are. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've noticed a massive difference definitely over the last two years in comparison to now. When I set up Instagram two years ago, like, there was, like, there was, like, you had like the the people have been there for a while over the last five years, but there wasn't really many new people coming in. Um, and then definitely over the last two years, I've just seen a wealth of like so many like young people and like from different ages and backgrounds. And yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, Keep it's it coming. Amazing, <laughs> yeah, so in regards to obviously kind of a bit about yourself and your background, um, you used to work in the NHS. I did. Yeah. Well, quite a few things. So I used to be a national training manager. I also used to work in the NHS, both at community hospital level and also at corporate level. And then I was also a recruitment um, consultant, fully qualified, and then ended up having to stop everything when we had Callum. I was in the NHS at that point with Callum um, helping to run 36 GP practices and all the associated work that comes with it. And when he got so poorly, it became impossible 
to to work because I would have to spend more often than not time in hospital that just wasn't compatible with working. So I had to quit. But before I did, I was still running events and so on for the the locality that I was I was helping to run and happened to be an event that I'd set up. And there was a company there that I'd never heard of before that actually was a pharmaceutical company. Um, And they produce specialist formula for children with cow's milk protein allergy, which would have been a godsend for us as we were going through everything with Callum. Got chatting to them after my director said, you need to go and have a word with these guys and ended up having a meeting set up with them just a week or so later didn't have Intolerant Gone One set up at the time. And the person I'd spoken to said, get something set up. We want to see what you've been doing. Put your tips and tricks and everything on there. Your information is vital to the people that we're trying to help at the moment. And there's nothing out there like that. So do it and then we'll have our chat. After our meeting, two weeks later, I was signed up as a consultant with them. Spent six months working solidly with them alongside working with the NHS Callum had another massive reaction where I had a phone call from my childminder saying, Callum, stop breathing. You need to get here now. Didn't think we were going to see him. Hour to drive home and the whole way home, I was saying, if he survives, I quit tomorrow. If he survives, I quit tomorrow. That was my mantra the whole way there to try and get to him. He survived. I quit the next day. Never looked back. That's amazing. That's such a, like, an incredible like story. Like, um, I mean, it's quite scary as well, obviously, what, what happened to Callum, but obviously now you've kind of took up that opportunity as kind of arise and you've kind of took it on full swing and it's amazing now that kind of like the blog has grown and now you're doing hosts at the RG free from show yeah. yeah exactly I present I do a lot of work presenting and comparing and working with the media to try and be the positive voice because it's all yeah. very often doom and gloom and it's scary when it comes to allergies, which it is. And we have to acknowledge that for people that aren't able to process it very easily. It's terrifying. It's, you know, the fear that comes with the next potential reaction that you don't know is going to happen. It's a ticking time bomb. Yeah. Russian roulette style that you never know is going to happen. And we live with that as well on a daily basis. Yeah. But I prefer to look at it from the positive side of things. And if you can put things in place that are going to help you, if you can make sure that you're well educated, you can positively educate the people around you, that changes the whole way that people have this perception of allergies. Because more often than not before, you used to have people talking about allergies, there'd be the eye roll and, oh, God, here we go again type thing. Whereas actually, if you give them kind of a positive way of dealing with it, it changes their whole mentality. So if we go out and eat... I could quite easily say, right, we can't have this, 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 this. They'd be like bunny in headlights. Uh, we're not touching. We're not doing anything. We're not going to do anything at all. Yeah. My way of doing it is, so we've got allergies that I need to be looking after. Is it possible to kind of go off menu a little bit? Could you possibly do, say, grilled chicken in its own freshly cleaned saucepan from the yeah. dishwasher? Could you stick some potatoes in there with it and make them sauteed? Could you do some steamed veg without anything on it whatsoever at all? You could then have a really safe meal for my son. And more often than not, they'll go, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can definitely do that. They'll deliver it. It'll be perfect. And then I'll say to them, so now I can tell you, he's got 28 severe allergies. You've just managed to cater for a kid with 28 severe allergies. And you now are going to be able to do it for somebody else. And you can see them go, oh, my my God, I did that. (laughs) (laughs) but it helps the next person that then comes in obviously not at the moment with the lockdown but it helps the person that comes in next they can go we can tell you a story about we successfully did can we do that for you too 
and then it carries yeah. on. I think it's so important in terms of kind of that that educational piece because I think there's been times where I've gone into a restaurant and they're not quite understood like the severities but like you said if someone come in before me with severe allergies and like told them then it kind of like makes them aware and they're like oh yeah we can cater for your allergies rather than being like you know what we don't want to touch you like you can't eat at this restaurant which happened yeah it's happened quite a few times uh, I think I heard in like one restaurant in London where they got them to sign like a waiver to say that if they have allergic reaction then they're not responsible which I think is absolutely like awful that that restaurants are doing they tried to do that to my husband when I was actually stuck in Glasgow trying to come back from the allergy show and I nearly didn't have a flight because of the weather and he decided to feed the kids while he was on his way home from somewhere and exactly that happened he got he asked for the menu so he could try and see what was safe for Callum and actually they tried to get him to sign a disclaimer before he was even allowed to see the menu at which point he turned around and he said, um, actually, no, you're not allowed to do that. You're not aware of what my wife does. Uh, we're not going to be eating here. That's illegal. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's it's never happened to me like personally. But yeah, if it happened to me, I'd be absolutely like fuming. Like, he was absolutely crazy, yeah. furious and he did absolutely the right thing. He was not confident that they'd be able to do anything for Callum. They were not doing what they should have done. So he got up and walked out. If we kind of talk about about, about the kind of the future of uh, Intolerant Garman, I know you've got quite a few like su- subject or projects which you've got going like, on at the minute in the background like can we talk a little bit about so you've started a podcast now which is going to be out very soon like what was like how did how did that come about is it something you've always like you always wanted to do then now you've got kind of like the the opportunity to do that yeah so I've been thinking about it for around six months or so Never had the time to do it because with the freelance side of what I do, I was traveling up and down the country doing stuff for clients and going to various different events and so on and so forth. But actually, it's now become a time where it's easier for me to do it because we're all in lockdown. So I've had time to actually focus on what I'm doing and things that I can kind of pull together. And the people that I want to talk to that are normally in meetings are actually currently available. So I thought, you know what? Let's take advantage of this, see what we can do. And it's, yeah, it's it's all systems go. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I can't wait to listen to it. So you, have you got 12 episodes coming out for the first series? 10 episodes for the first series. Ten, yeah. yeah, and I've got yeah. all 10 now recorded. And now yeah. it's just a case of making sure that it uploads. I've had some fun with uh, our Wi-Fi connectivity because we're in the middle of a village in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So it makes it a little bit difficult at times. But yeah, we're all ready to go. So hopefully I'll be able to do that very, very soon. And I think it's so good now, like more people are kind of like listening to podcasts. And I always find with videos, like people just like skip through. Whereas like with a podcast, like you kind of like grab a cup of tea or coffee, you just sit down and relax and actually like listen to it all the way through. So really excited to find out who's on the podcast and when it when it's out. And <laughs> Well, my so- first guest is um, Tanya Laparice. And she's going to be talking about what it's like having a child with allergies as they grow up and going to school. And then what happened with their beautiful daughter, Tashi, as I'm sure many people have heard with the Pret situation. I won't give too much away, but it's it's a very moving interview. Um, and then the pioneering work that they're doing now in Tashi's honour. So it's, yeah, it's one not to miss and hopefully it will be out in the next day or so. Yeah, they've recently just won the award for the Free From Hero Awards, haven't they? Which is, I mean, so well deserved from... The family of all what they've done since the tragedy of Natasha and obviously they've gone on with Natasha's law and uh, Natasha's legacy foundation so yeah it's, it's incredible yeah they're inspirational they really are I mean it's incredible 
But that's one of the things that I wanted to kind of convey and put across is I like to kind of just have a chat with someone because they tend to talk and open up a lot more than they would do normally. And that's my style of interviewing, as I'm sure you saw when you very kindly came and helped me at the allergy show when I was losing my voice. We did kind of a off the cuff Q&A, didn't we? And it it worked so well because it was you just went with the flow that I was going with and it was brilliant. So thank you so much for doing that for me. No, that was, that was such a good opportunity. Like, you kind of grabbed me at the um, Allergy Free From show in Glasgow, and you was just like, can you do, like, a quick Q&A? I was like, what? And he was like, no, can you do it 20 minutes? And I thought, yeah, it was amazing. It worked really well, weren't it, to kind of, like... Sometimes it's quite nice, like, I thought... I mean, we've said this to each other as well. It's quite nice to obviously do your research, but you want it more conversational. And, and I think, like, when it's a bit, like, Q&A, it's a bit like it it doesn't really flow when it's a conversation you you feel like people open up more and kind of share more information and it's it's a bit more it's a bit more kind of like honest and open that's exactly it and I think that's something that people relate to an awful lot when it comes to podcasts as well because they're there to hear the chat they almost want to feel as if they're sat there next to them as they're listening to this podcast yeah absolutely so yeah I'm really excited for the podcast I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast today to kind of share Callum's story and what he's been up to. Obviously, to find out a bit more about your podcast and obviously we've got all the listeners looking forward to to share that. So if anyone wanted to find you on Instagram or the podcast, um, is your handle just The Intolerant Gourmand? It is. So the website is intolerantgourmand.com. On Insta, it's Intolerant Gourmand. On Facebook, it's also Intolerant Gourmand. Twitter is Intolerant G. And the podcast is called Allergies and You amazing so yeah guys make sure to check that out it's coming out is it tomorrow the first episode it is yeah i think i think the podcast is definitely um i think this episode will be out in the next two three weeks so the podcast will definitely be out by then so make sure to check it out and um yeah it'd be great to kind of share your experiences and share other guest experiences which is absolutely incredible thanks again for coming on the podcast guys if you're new to the making same podcast make sure to subscribe and if you get a chance to write me a review i really appreciate it thank you bye Thank you, Dan.